Welcome to the Metalheads Podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Metalheads podcast. I am the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and I'm joined by Shrub666. How you doing, brother? Uh, not too bad, not too bad for a Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> he says covering his eyes while uh, um, he talks into the microphone. Um, so, buddy, how has your week in metal been? Uh, not too bad this week. You know, a few good things to be listening to. Uh-huh. Um, I've been watching a few decent things as well. Okay. Been an interesting week. Yeah, so let's start by just uh, going into um, who you've been listening to. And the album that I listened to and the artist that I listened to were Ruda. Um, have I said that correctly? No, it's okay. Rua. Rua, there we go. So yeah. tell me a little bit about those. Uh, to be honest, there's not a lot around about this person. It's, it's a one-man band. Okay. Uh, from Scotland, very similar to, in fact, yeah, extremely similar to Sale. Um, does very um, folk, Scottish folk music tinged black metal. So um, extremely good. Um, the album's called The Rock of the Clyde. So it kind of gives you away, it gives it away that he's from Scotland. Um, there's some clean vocals on it. There's some great growls on it as well. I thought it so, created an amazing atmosphere as well. Um, I, yeah, I yeah. Really enjoyed listening to this. Yeah, there's some proper, proper good, good um, tracks on there. Like Fields of Heather is is amazing. And oh yeah, that was a fantastic one. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, and how he makes he makes his guitar almost sound like um, it, it sounds like it's music that would have been played on a bagpipes. Yes. Yes, there was some really interesting effects in there. I loved it. And then another band you've been listening to that I didn't get a chance to um, check out this week was Unrequited. Yeah, Unrequited with the U spelt as a V. Um, now, this is, um, again, another one-man band from um, Canada this time. Okay. Um, this is his second album this year. Wow. And I think he, and his fourth release this year. he's quite prolific this this guy um but um what an album this one is absolutely huge um it's so cinematic it's unreal it's called um empathica um the first three tracks are empathica part one two and three um and basically by the sounds you know by the way he's named it they do kind of build on each other yeah. And they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. In fact, the first song itself, there's there's not even any real black metal stuff in it. It doesn't really kick in until the, the second song and the second part of Empathica. Yeah. Um, but oh, it, it sounds like it should have been done, you know, for a, for a film that has these massive sort of like landscape scenes and people sort of like racing from one side of the country to the other. And it just kind of fits that. And and his howls and growls on it are really really low in the mix, but it's 
it's not because he wants to hide his vocals or anything. I think it's because he's just using his voice as an additional instrument just to add more atmosphere in the background. So you've got these nice sort of like classical music sounding pieces, um, which have got all the lovely melody in, and then you've got this this harsh howl going on in the background, which kind of gives this undercurrent about it. And that, that just goes on throughout the whole album. So um, it, it's just, it's definitely one that I, I just keep going back to this week. It's just just such a great, great piece of work. How and, did um, you um, discover um, this artist? I, 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 a few friends of mine had posted up um, a couple of tracks from the first album we released this year um, and were, were praising it. And um, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a check out. And... Um, so obviously I did and got into that that album. That album came out in January, I think. So I probably picked up on that in February, yeah. and that was that was really really good as well. Um, again, it's very sort of like um, atmospheric black metal um, with nice bits of melody in it and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously liked it on Spotify, and then it popped up on on my Spotify to say there's a new release, and I'm thinking. Christ, it was only just released a couple of months ago. So what's going on? <laughs> so, so that was it. So realizing that he'd released another, yet another album, and um, that was it. Then I was straight into that and and all over that. So have you had a chance yeah. to see him live yet? Sorry, have you had a chance to see him live yet? No, I, I I'm not even sure whether he's one of these people that actually does live shows or not. So. Ah, um, like I say, I've only I, I've only got into them since since sort of like earlier this year, so February March time. Yeah. So um, since then we've we've not had any live shows, um, and I I haven't looked on YouTube to see whether there's any sort of like live shows of of theirs. Yeah, that'd be an interesting thing to check out. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I might have to do that and just see if there's any any live shows posted up. Um, relating to them so it'd be interesting to see an album that i um was listening to quite a lot this week was uh, nagelfar's if i've said that correctly i never know how to say these but nagelfar nagelfar their um their their album harvest i thought it was absolutely spotless um i love the atmosphere and the aggression in it and just yeah um, absolutely loved it i don't know if you can remember anything about that band um I know, I know their new album, Sarah Cloth, just came out a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that's a really, really good one. But I mean, that's their first album since 2012. So um, it's been quite a while. I think I even, the first time I heard um, Nagel Far was the Harvest album. And from what I can remember, it's been a while since I've listened to it. But if I remember rightly, that it was a pretty cracking album. It did kind of put me on to them yes. so yeah they're um they're a really really good band um i've not seen them live yet but i was hoping to at some point this year because um uh, a friend of mine does their um live sound in europe oh wow which is that the which friend's that uh my friend mr leo delman lives in germany in israeli friend he he does it uh, is that, that the guy that knows Nurgle as well? Uh, is that, is no. that a different Israeli friend? 
That's a different Israeli friend. <laughs> <laughs> this man knows people all over the world. Uh, what did you have you heard uh, both of Behemoth's releases this week or Behemoth? However you want to say. Well, um, well, it's just one release. It was um, basically it, it's just an ex- slightly extended single of the. Is it? I think it's called Forest or the Forest. Um, and well, I'm I'm not <laughs> not not a fan of their cover at all. The other two tracks on there, I I tried to listen to the other day, but I just didn't find them particularly interesting. Yeah, it, it almost seemed like they're they're releasing something um, just for the sake of it, rather than um, it being yeah. the producing. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like there was any any real effort put into it at all and and the cover is is shocking <laughs> I, I didn't even it was pointed out to me that it was a cover i didn't even realize it was a cover because i just thought the song was awful um i didn't even realize it was a i think it's a, a cure song that they've yeah, covered it's, it's a cure song. um yeah and and yeah it, it's i didn't even realize it was a cover and until it got pointed out that it was a cover yeah it was just it, it was it was really not good uh, no, no, Nurgle's vocals are always on point. I just found uh, the other gentleman's vocals to be pointlessly and really. Nicholas Gvarforth yeah. from Shining. Yeah. So what, what's his deal? Um, well, he's he's been in a sort of like um, black metal band forever called Shining. Um, it's the Swedish one, not the Norwegian one. Okay. The Norwegian one did an album called Black Jazz, which is amazing. Um, and the early Shining stuff was was pretty decent. And but I think it, was, it kind of like almost like the Marilyn Manson of black metal and the fact that he courted controversy. He'd like cut himself on stage and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, with razor blades and, and all sorts of stuff. But um, I saw them live a few years ago. I think they, I think they were supporting Watain. I saw them in a club in Reading. And the most controversial thing he did was snog his guitarist on stage, oh, which wow. which was quite disappointing, really, because it's <laughs> not particularly controversial, really. So, um, but, yeah, I, I mean... Like Marilyn Manson, he's very tame and, and mild now, really realistically. But you know, caught to that controversy controversy at, at the start of his career, which is what kind of propelled them. And it was the same with with Nicholas from um, Shining for me. Yeah, and that you brought up a great band there, Watain. How did you find those live? Uh, intense. <laughs> oh my god! Like uh, we saw them at Bloodstock and they finished the third stage. No, not the third stage, the second stage in 2018. And what I, it felt like we were in hell. There was just so much fire and it was getting towards the end of the show and they were just bringing more and more canisters. I don't even know where these canisters were appearing from, but um, it honestly felt like we were going to have the tents closed behind us and then just sacrificed to uh, to Satan. I have never seen something so scary and intense and amazing um, in all the experiences that I've had seeing bands live. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm trying to think. I think I think it might have been the first time I saw them. 
um, was Sonosphere. I think whenever they played that, I think 2010 or 11. One of the when Sonosphere actually happened in the summer when I think it was two years, and I took my son who would have been probably only about eleven, twelve yeah. at the time maybe, and um, they played like this one of the smallest tent stages they had at Sonosphere, <laughs> and uh, I like you I I kind of half feared for my life and my son's life because oh, yeah. the flames were almost touching in the top of the roof of the tent and you're like this 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 is gonna melt and it's gonna just burst into flames it's gonna be ridiculous yeah. but yeah again same as I had the same experience such an intense show fantastic um, when I saw them in Reading, they didn't have all the flames because they would have literally burnt the building down. Um, but I was really, really close to the front of the stage and they had plenty of other stuff on there that made the stage stink like death. And oh, close yeah. To vomiting. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty, it was still pretty gnarly and pretty grim, but um, just missing the flames a little bit, which was a bit of a shame. But, yeah. No, I've never but, yeah, seen yeah, it, I've you know, so, anything like that. Yeah, seeing them in a small venue is is proper intense as well. Yeah. Um, another um, show that I was checking out live this week was Gejera. Um, I think it was a festival in Poland, and I can't remember the name of the festival, but I don't know if you've seen that live show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. It's, it's, it's something like Pole Rock or something it was called. Yeah. Oh, I what it's called now. God, that band <laughs> live is just... I, I don't even have words to describe it. Uh, no, they're um, they're they're proper. Probably one of the tightest bands I've ever ever seen live, yeah. and I've seen them. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably in double figures of seeing seeing them live now, um, and every time they've they've impressed me with their precision on stage. Yeah. Um, when they play the songs, it's it's just ridiculous and ridiculous how 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 heavy especially their earlier material is i mean the album from ours to serious which is the one i picked up on when i when i first got to know them yeah. and just the one track heaviest matter of the universe just blew me away it was just uh -huh. ridiculously heavy they weren't really known until that album so but that's actually their third album but yeah, they're, they're intense live. The one they've released a new video just recently um, from their tour in the US of 2017, I think it is. Yes. Um, where it's at Red Rock yeah. Arena. And that's, that's an astonishing show as well. Yeah, we saw them headline again, Bloodstock in 2019. No, 2019. Um, which one was it? Yeah, 2000, I think 2019. Yeah, anyway. And that was just. It's great to see them getting the recognition they deserve now because 10 years ago they were like third or fourth band at Bloodstock and then seeing them headline um, 10, 12 years later was just an amazing thing to see. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely up there as a headline band now. Yeah, and they just exude passion when they're on stage as well. Like uh, you can you can see how much the music really really means to them, and uh, yeah. the bassist as well has so much energy that I thought it was like in his early thirties and the like mid forties. 
Yeah, yeah, he's 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 got a ridiculous amount of energy. I don't know how he can he can jump around and run around like he does. Yeah, and he doesn't, and he very rarely makes any mistakes at all. It's oh, yeah. just they're they're just a band that just I think they live for that live performance. Oh yeah, because they just seem to tour for a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, and the I think they'll get a lot of their. Um recorded done and uh, at least ideas down because they all live across the world don't they they never can really meet up to practice either and then yeah i think i think um the duplantier brothers now both live in new york i think because they've got their own um studio in in new york now okay so i think they live in new york um i think the studio is called silverlight or something but one of their videos are um online was recorded in their studio so um but yeah um i think two of them live in in new york now so instead of living in france so but yeah i think they do and i've got a funny feeling that i'm not sure whether it's bassist or the other guitarist that still lives in france so yeah um i think the uh, live at silver card studio version of global warming is that's the song yeah, because they, they did that because they wanted to prove they could play it live, but it never fitted into any of their set lists. So hard to play as well. <laughs> yeah, and they just proved they could play it live. So Yeah, uh, that, that, I, I find that really emotional, that, that video. Um, there's just, you, can, you can hear the passion in his voice and you can see how much they're loving it. And it's just, it's, it just has this huge, huge, huge impact. Yeah. Uh, now, this weekend you've been... Um, watching Slay at Home um, from Metal Injection. What did you think of that? Um, it, it's been quite interesting. Um, they, I haven't found many bands that I wanted to go and check out afterwards. A, a couple. Um, there's one called Gleur à Coeur, which is kind of like um, a sludgy, doomy type um, set up with two drummers, um, three guitarists. It, it was just lots of sludgy type noise really and so that was that was really good um there was a collaboration with trevor stranad from uh black dahlia murder and a few others with um a guitarist from Gwar who was playing in a chicken shed Amazing. and they did a cannibal corpse song which was quite amusing <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's been been interesting. Um, certainly, um, it, it was a two-day thing, so it was done on Friday night and last night. And last night's was definitely, definitely much better for, for me. There was um, a small set done by Der Wege Eine Freiheit, um, which is a black metal band from Germany, obviously. Um, and they were really good. And the guy, the main guy from um, Zielanada, um basically closed closed it off last night with um he did some amazing mashup stuff um and and that was and so a couple of acoustic stuff and, and that was really really good yeah I'm trying to think what he did that just proper made me laugh um well, we'll put we'll put the uh, we'll put the link in the show notes and then uh, yeah uh, I, I I think I think Metal Injection have posted them up for people to go and watch them again. That's good. Um, so that that's really good. If you want to go to the De De Weg Eine Freiheit, you go about three hours into the Saturday one, 
and about an hour later is is the guy from Zilanada. Um, yeah, he, he's just he just did some amazing. Oh, it was it was Abba and Linkin Park Numb. I can't remember the other song, but he did a mashup of that, and it, weirdly, it just worked, and it's just funny. So, but yeah, that that was really cool. And one other thing, I did manage to get to see over the weekend, which is really fantastic, and is up to to watch again, is Dropkick Murphys did a live stream for charity, a couple of well, three charities based around Boston, but they played in Fenway Park, the um, Red Sox baseball ground. Yeah and did um via video link they did two two songs with bruce springsteen as well which was absolutely amazing i didn't even realize dropkick murphy's were that big uh, dropkick murphy's are massive yeah i need to check out more of their stuff uh, now yeah. this brings us to the time where <clears throat> one of us at least will uh, recommend a classic album for people to get into required listening if you will have you got anything this week my friend well i would definitely say i mean this is the album that that properly introduced me to heavy metal and and it's a live recording and i still think it's one of the best live recordings out there and it's iron maiden's life after death um it, it basically encompasses all the good stuff from Iron Maiden's career up to that point, which was basically before somewhere in time. So it was, um, it was recorded on the, uh, I can see the album cover. Um, yeah, it was recorded on one, one of the tours there. And um, it, it's still, it, it's where that Scream For Me bit really, got its fruition from them and for anyone wanting to get into heavy metal I think and basically want to hear some something that, that covers I think what was it about eight years worth of um, recording material yeah. of a band's career to hear their defining moments of a band's career definitely listen to that one and I'd be surprised if you don't get hooked <laughs> Well, and then start following it on from there alright what a great place to finish today's episode my friend so Shrub666 thank you for joining me thank you no problem